0: Hello and welcome to The Activist Podcast brought to you by Vegan FTA, vegan for the animals. I'm your host Gareth Skurr and I will be joined by my wonderful co-host and wife, Jackie Norman. In this episode we have the delightful Claire Insley. Claire is the media spokesperson for the Vegan Society of New Zealand and long term activist. In this interview we learn about Claire's early days of activism with Greenpeace and why she moved on to further her advocacy for the animals we also learn about the importance of having vegan societies and why you should get involved in your area. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did and be sure to check out our social media pages at Vegan FTA on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube where you can also find this series in video format.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: No worries. It's it's pleased to be, to be here. Thank here. you for inviting me.
1: <laughs> oh, it's awesome. You know, you're one of our, our forefront speakers uh, in, in New Zealand. So, you know, it's, it's brilliant to have you. So um, a big part of your job it has been for a while now, you know, showing people how easy and just how desirable it is to be vegan, um, which, you know, we know it completely is. Um, yeah, there's no way to, way to live. But uh, you yourself actually went vegan a long time ago, didn't you?
2: Um, Well, I actually very first went vegan when I was 15, which was a very long time ago, that last century, and uh, (laughs) and it was really hard then, I mean this was back in the 80s, Um, there was literally nothing for vegans, there was one brand of soy milk, and it really did taste like flour and water paste, it was in fact so hideous that I actually used to put orange juice on my cereal, (laughs) that's oh,
0: how bad it was. <laughs> I, I, I did some weird culinary things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, necessity is the um, you know mother of invention, as they say. Um, but I did start taking my coffee black and things like that, and 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 dropping a lot of dairy out of um, my my diet. But it was just, it was just really hard. And I have to say, I did end up going back. Uh, to dairy and eggs and stuff Um, but I had health issues actually and um, when I did become vegan in 2000 and I um, as soon as I stopped my dairy intake like the uh, I had um, endometriosis and severe severe period pain you know you (laughs) know about as well and um, it just that two days of absolute agony where I couldn't actually get out of bed and painkillers just didn't touch it, it was like pfft, no dude, you're just gonna be in pain um, that all disappeared. I had like one day and um painkillers were actually going to work, which was just amazing to me after you know however many years of of trying everything and getting nowhere um but just ditching dairy really made a huge difference um. You know to my to my menstrual cycle which is like really bizarre and not something that you would think would would have uh, any connection to it but that's what I found so yay yeah. <laughs> and that was it I was like well I'm never going back then I'm never going back and, oh uh,
1: fantastic it's, 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 it's great that you bring that up. Actually, we were just listening to a, a lecture from Dr. Clapper, um, weren't we, a couple of nights ago from, from 30 years ago, which we found on your website, a, a diet for all reasons. I never heard of it before. It was brilliant. You know, so much information in one place. Um, and he actually mentioned that, you know, and, and it makes so much sense we're, we're taking on, when we eat meat and dairy and all that, we're taking on all these hormones. Um, it's going to play havoc with things like that. But yeah, it's really not common knowledge, isn't it? So um, I'm really glad you brought that up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I never knew about it, and like I said, I only found out when you know I, I did it myself. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. I just I'm not in agony anymore. Once a month, every month, you know, and yeah. Mm
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a big difference. Get your life back. So, um, so after you got back into veganism and, and you know, going, coming up to, to sort of today, I mean, we've yeah. been vegan three years in New Zealand and things have changed incredibly. Mm. So, you know, how's it been for you over the last 20 years watching us uh, change and progress?
2: I, I, it's, it's really quite incredible. I mean, um, certainly 20 years ago when I, you know, <laughs> went vegan for the real time, if you like, um, I was like, "Oh, there's never going to be a vegan world. Everyone loves meat and dairy too much. Da-da-da. It's never going to happen." You know, I'll do my best to get other people to be vegan, but I'm—I know I'm not going to convince everybody. You know, uh, whereas now, now I think it's an inevitability. There will be a vegan world, right? And it's not—and—and and people are going to be upset about that. I know that. But the reality is we the world simply doesn't have the resources to continue to sustain 75 billion land animals being produced every year. It doesn't have the ability to sustain 1 trillion sea animals taken out of the sea every year. You know, and we're experiencing that now. There's worldwide literal collapse of the biosphere. Scientists have been warning us about it, like, you know, we've got less than 10 years to actually act, you know, and and, and stopping animal agriculture is a big part of that. You know, we're going to get so much land back. We're going to get so much water back. um, And, of course, we're not going to have all that pollution that goes along with it, especially in New Zealand. We know that the dairying is polluting our waterways and you can plant all the plants you like, but the fact is you're still giving lime to your pastures. You're still allowing the cows to, you know, defecate and uh, urinate all over the land and where does that go oh you know eventually it goes into the rivers and the waterways and that's got to stop that's got to stop
0: so you've been on the board of the vegan society of uh, new zealand for five years now um but you've never been shy in standing uh, up for what you believe in can you tell us about some of your early activism
2: yeah sure i mean i started off essentially as an environmental campaigner um, I did a lot of uh, voluntary work for Greenpeace um, back in the day. Um, it's like the late 80s, um, I started with that. And um, yeah, built up local groups in the area. And just, you know, because like the animals, the environment doesn't have a voice. You know, the environment can't say, hey, can you stop cutting the trees down? You know, so Greenpeace. And many other envirom- environmental organisations organizations are there to do that job you know and um and that's where my heart was you know it's like oh you know i just love everything i love the whole world i love all the trees and and the rocks and the flowers and the grass and and the animals and just oh everything so for for me at the time i thought well you know greenpeace was my best way of putting you know my energy into helping to save that and bring bring people's awareness to what was going on in the world Um, So I did a lot of that banner painting and banner hanging and climbing up buildings and all of that stuff. And uh, that was, you know, an amazing opportunity to be able to do that. Um, I was very fortunate to um, sail on the ships, got a year of sea time, um, which, again, was just also just fully incredible. But um, they kept shying away from this whole veganism thing, you know, and I know from working in the head office in um, in Amsterdam, I was very much aware that a lot of the people um, in the top echelons were very much you know, meat and dairy eaters. And I was just like, oh, was, oh really hard for me to like, you know, get that together. It's so, like, I'm fighting for this organization. I'm fighting for our planet. And yet you guys, you're telling everybody to do this that and the other and yet you won't cut down your own meat and dairy Mm. consumptions you know and it just it was an anathema to me and I just couldn't couldn't continue to um put my energy into an organization that was just kind of sweeping all that and this was you know kind of around the time I guess that Cowspiracy came came about um and so yeah I mean I've you know I got a criminal record thanks to Greenpeace and all of that. <laughs> I call the best activist, yeah. You know, but um yeah, I, I and now and now I was like, well, you know, I've really got to um go where my heart lies and and for me because of the and I know it's because they don't want to um upsets their supporters you know because um it's ordinary people that just give their money and ordinary people do eat meat and dairy so hey we can't go around telling them that they've got to change their diet Mm -hmm. otherwise they won't give us any money anymore and um you know so I I understand that but at the same time it's like I can't I can't live with that anymore it was no longer sitting well with me so um you know I kind of looked more into well what else can I be doing found the vegan society and I was like okay this is this is where I can do things and I can still do my environmental activism you know I was running little climate change campaigns in central and stuff um so yeah and, and that that's you know and now I think uh it's this big picture stuff you know it's like I see that there's this all these things that have to change, you know, all these things that need, yeah, need a, a push forwards, and, and how do we get people on board, you know? And it's the same with environmental activism. How do you get people to care, you know? How do you get people to care about the world? How do you get people to care about the animals, you know? And, and education's ultimately the key for that, you know? You've got to educate people, you've got to, it's how it's, people always act out of ignorance, mm-hmm. you know? it's It's what they've learned, it's what they've been taught, So we need to educate them and teach them into being more clean and green, you know, and, 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 you know, living up to New Zealand's tagline. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you know, speaking of that, as, as Gareth said before, you know, um,
1: we were always hearing, you know, clean, green New Zealand kind of thing. And, um, you know, unfortunately we're becoming as well known for our our water pollution from, from agriculture and our, you know, number one in the world bowel cancer statistics as we are for, for sheep and, uh, and the all blacks, you know, so um, you're, you're, you guys are really doing your bit with the vegan society. And like you say, you know, so much in veganism encapsulates, everything about you know the environment everything that we need to be doing for the planet so uh you guys are at the head of it all what what can the rest of us be doing to help to to change that image and, and get our clean green New Zealand back?
2: It's a great question and um certainly I just say well everything that you can be doing have those conversations you know don't live in your vegan bubble. I mean while I was traveling around um I was in Thailand for a bit and I was like oh maybe I should just you know close myself away into a monastery and just you know think about meditate all day and think about peace all day that'd be so much nicer way to live but the reality of that is then well how am I actually affecting change I'm not out there with the average person talking to them having those conversations on the street saying to them about that you know because who knows these 75 billion animals? That seems like a real lot. Oh, my gosh, really? Yes, and there's 160 million of them in this country alone. You know, I mean, there's that's amazing, incredible figures that people probably just don't even think about and consider and realise and understand quite how massive um, the whole animal agriculture thing is. And then when you bring in the cruelty involved in factory farming it just becomes truly truly horrific i mean there's you know there are some sustainable practices going on in various farms around the world but i mean quite frankly you're not going to be able to sustain that you know I mean, and we've got to the to the part now where um the planet's not able to sustain that we've been borrowing from future generations and uh, now we've got to that point where you know we can't do it anymore there's no more future to borrow from <laughs> it's like oh we've got to be more useful and resourceful with what we have available and that does mean cancelling animal agriculture it just takes up too much land you know and um the oxford report that came out last year from um dr joseph poor i mean he you know he wasn't a vegan but he wanted to know well what is what is going on what is actually the best way to um, reduce your carbon footprint? What is the best way to actually be sustainable? And, um, you know, he took all this information from farms and countries all over the world, so much, put it all together in this big, massive database, and loads and loads of research went into it. And basically, a vegan diet is going to reduce your carbon footprint by up to 73%. Now, that's massive, 73%. Imagine that if everybody went vegan we we wouldn't have the problems that we've got right now, you know, and that's without even having big oil come into it. you know it's like what can I do as an individual, stay vegan, encourage other people to go vegan. You know, if you want if you're great at baking, get out there on the street and have your little cupcake stalls and say, Hey, i you know, I'll swap a vegan cupcake for a conversation, you know because awesome. a lot of people also think that oh vegan food is so boring, so bland don't like lentils. It's like you don't have to eat lentils, you know. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things you can eat.
0: <laughs> What's more exciting than orange juice on cereal anyway?
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly from there. But you're so right though. I mean, I was listening to uh a a podcast i think it was rich roll and, and dr caper or something like that and they were having a chuckle about um you know the the paleo diet um there's even a carnivore diet you know the keto and, and they were they were chuckling in particular about the uh the carnivore diet and the paleo and they were saying you know if any, if everybody started to do that well we just couldn't there are not mm. enough resources there are not enough animals there's not enough food there's not enough water so you know it's pretty laughable really when you think about it and and you know dr klepper has been fighting for for 40 years to educate people not to eat animals and why they shouldn't um and all this information is has been out there and it still stands you know the vegan diet is the only one that still stands and will actually save and, and take care of all the problems that we have basically
2: absolutely and um i did ask uh, dr neil um barnard who's the um part of the physicians committee for responsible medicine um what you know what is there any illness that actually requires you to have some kind of animal product you know is there something the absolutely there's no other way you can get your nutrition but through some and he was like no uh. <laughs> just no so yeah no matter what You know, I mean, people do come up with these excuses as to, oh, I can't be vegan. Oh, I like cheese too much. Oh, I, you know, oh, I've got stomach problems. I can't do that. Oh, I've already so restricted in the foods that I can eat. I can't restrict myself further. And it's like, are you though? I mean, really? Have you actually thought about how much variety there is in the plant world? I just, you know, I mean, people think, oh, plants are just lettuce and tomatoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's oh. like, there's so much more than that
1: you're so right you're so right I mean you know talking of, of that I mean I'm I'm vegan I'm what whole food plant-based no all vegan um you know I'm celiac I can't eat garlic or onion and yet I'm still you know yeah. I'm not dying from protein Ooh. deficiency um we actually kept a list the other day didn't we of how many plants we eat in a day and I ate 25 plants um yeah. So, you know, it's, and, I, and I used to be one of these people that thought, like you say, less than tomato, you know, the token vegetables on the plate. So it's so much more than that.
2: And this is the things that you don't kind of um, realise or find out until you try it yourself, you know, and that's that's absolutely got to be the key. If you're not sure, just try it, you know, or if you think, oh, I can never be vegan because I like cheese too much. Well, fine. Go vegan apart from cheese then. You know, carry on having a bit of cheese. And eventually there'll come a point where you go, you know what? I don't actually eat my cheese, no. you know? And and and, and this, is, this is the way, whatever works for you. Like some people can go vegan overnight, but a lot of people can't. And okay, fine. Don't do that. Don't make it this thing that's so hard, I can't possibly do it. Right? Well, okay. Well, don't then. Make it easy for yourself. What's going to be easy for yourself? Oh, okay. Well, if I just have maybe... You know, even if it's just one, I mean, I always say every single vegan meal is an animal saved, Mm. you know? So the more times you eat a vegan meal, you're saving animals with each bite. And that's the bottom line
1: absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more so um i mean you guys at the, at the vegan society you know you're always educating and promoting veganism in so so many ways you know you're trying to get availability in in um hospitals and you know schools so that yeah all about making veganism easy um introducing vegans you know certification so that you know, people like us know that products are actually vegan and that we can support them. So, But one thing that really uh, blew my mind was the recent Green uh, Protein Report, which you uh, have on your website. I, I believe you guys were, were part of that. So, um, I mean, it's really mind-blowing, and I think everybody should should have a look at it. Could you tell us a bit about it and explain it?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, it was um, written, co-authored by um, Yasmine Debu and uh, Dr. Andrew Knight, who's um, a vet veterinary person, and um, Jasmine uh, was uh, CEO of the Vegan Society in the UK, and also came over and was SAFE CEO for a little bit, she's, they're both back in the UK now, Um, but during their time in New Zealand, that's why they started the Green Protein Report for New Zealand, and yeah it's it's basically a, a, an essential blueprint of, of the steps that we need to take as a country mm-hmm. to um, reduce our reliance on animal agriculture so what do we need well we actually need the government to um, put some funding towards um, producing more plants you know a lot i mean the MPI the ministry for primary industries is so focused on meat and dairy at the moment it's just it's mm-hmm. and, and Damien O'Connor who is minister for that is my local mp and i went and had a chat with him last year um this was before the protein report came out and i would just done a little kind of mini mini protein report and i said oh you know plant proteins are the future and his immediate response was no they're not and it's like oh hang on really sure i mean come on (laughs) um but that you know that was his first response no they're not and this is the minister for primary industries you know, so this 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 is one thing that's really got to change is that, you know, we need to understand that horticulture and cropping is also a primary industry and should get as much backing and as much financial incentives as the government can possibly throw at it. And at the moment, they're just not doing that. Um, so, it, yeah, it talks about those kind of things and about um, stopping uh, government funding for irrigation product, projects for um, dairy farming and, and uh, that kind of thing. And about getting... It's back to education again. Educating councils, educating schools, um, getting getting vegan options out there in, in public buildings, you know, in, in everyday domains where we can actually access them. This is all very well. I mean, you know, I remember back from my times... <laughs> Back in the old days, and it's like, yeah, you can't actually just go out and just buy something vegan in the shop. No, take your stuff with you, take your sandwiches. You know, you yeah, literally had to, you know, otherwise you're stuck with, well, okay, I'll buy an apple then. You know, it's like, it really was like that. It was just like, yeah, there's nothing. no snacky things you can't just grab a sandwich off the shelf i mean you can't still can't do that in new zealand and most places but you know a bit in the uk that's really changed and you know this is this is the thing things will start to change over time you know i mean three four years ago there wasn't a vegan pie in a, a gas station that you could just go to and buy and now there is you know, now, you know, Z and BP have got this little thing. Oh, who's going to produce the best vegan pies now? <laughs> Which is brilliant. We wouldn't have had that even five years ago. Well, we didn't have it five years ago. And here it is happening right now. And and that is only going to continue, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. You've just got to make things more available. Uh, um, I mean, I have obviously I have lots of meat eating friends as well, you know, and they even they even they will say to me, I don't always want to eat meat and dairy. Sometimes I do actually want to eat something really nice and plant-based, but again, for them, the options just, you know, aren't necessarily out there, or it's not as as available as they would like them to be.
0: Yeah, that's um one initiative I I really love is the Pie Awards. Um, you know, most times they do the whole food, no oil, but when it comes to a pie and we're on a road trip, you know, um, for people watching this who aren't from New Zealand, you know, New Zealand has meat pies instead of sweet pies and you know normally there'd be minced beef and cheese and very fatty and horrible but very um, big
1: pie culture every guest station
0: yeah everywhere Um. you go you can get a hot pie from the local dairy store um and yeah just having these initiatives like the vegan pie awards and you've even done the, the vegan sausage awards you know um what are some of the most rewarding things you found from like creating these events and sharing them with like the businesses and stuff
2: well that's i mean that's the other really great um thing about the vegan society is that we are trying to get businesses on board with us so obviously there's a lot of vegan businesses in new zealand i mean i just i'm also doing facebook uh promos at the moment for the sausage awards because it is sausage month this week this month um so we got them coming up at the end of the month uh so watch out for those <laughs> uh and um yesterday was world cheese day so of course we've turned it into world vegan cheese day even though we also have a um cheese month did you know july was vegan cheese month okay. <laughs> so we just you know it's like oh we've got to we've got to um insert vegan into into everything basically just make it really in your face but in a positive way you know not ooh, what are you doing killing the animals more like hey try this it's really tasty and yummy Mm. you know and that's 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 the way to get to get through to people you know is is, Mm. is, as i said through education but also through through their stomachs and through their tastes you know because um unless people actually try the stuff they're not going to know you know there's still all those people are they like ah nah i don't want to try that and they won't even try it won't even try i mean my mum's one you know it's like I can't even convince my own mother to try some soya cream. You know, what, what am I gonna do? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I very much believe in the old um, the old tale of you know the fastest way to a man's heart is is up through his stomach. You know, so um, I even works with women too, and um, we've definitely found that's a, a great incentive to get people in. And even when we're talking to Doctor Clapper um, recently for one of these episodes, he was saying you know lure them in with the food and. You know, I just really want to know how do I become one of the judges on the panels for these events?
2: Yeah, I (laughs) could just see you doing that. (laughs) I know we all want that. (laughs) I'm not even one of the judges on the panels. Like, oh please! (laughs) Yes, okay. But keep in mind, if you ever have a gap on your panel, keep in mind. I'll definitely let Amanda know.
0: Stop the podcast. We'd like to take a moment to give a shout out to one of our partners, Sentient Media. Sentient Media is a non-profit news organization that reports on the corruption within modern animal industries and brings these stories to the mainstream. Their mission is to create transparency around the role of animals in our daily lives, from food to companionship to laboratory test subjects. Sign up to their free newsletter to keep up to date with all the latest features and investigations. Head on over to sentinmedia.org today. Now back to the podcast.
1: So um, being media, you know, spokesperson as, as you are, you know, you work a lot with the media. I'm always hearing you on the radio doing great things. And, um, you know, you're always striving to to really um, ensure a positive um, image for veganism. And so, you know, we love hearing your interviews with people and you're always come across as so tactful and, and professional um, when it comes to handling every situation. You know, mm. um, and you know, we we have some wonderful, we know of, of media people in New Zealand that are really anti-vegan, you know. And sometimes I listen to them, and I think, you know, how do people like yourself keep your cool when dealing with the media and people like that? Especially when you know they often get things so wrong.
2: Um, I mean, for me, I have to say it's it's, it's experience, you know. After twenty years of being vegan, like I've heard everything anyone could ever say to me about being vegan why you shouldn't why you can or why you can't or whatever it's like nothing shocks me so it's like okay that's your thing okay right well here's this <laughs> so I always like to um I mean the thing is you've got to remain calm there's no point getting you know no matter how you feel inside like if someone says something that's very triggering for you it'd be like okay keep a lid on that don't need to worry about that right now. What you need to do is come back to them with the facts, you know, just be calm, logical, factual. Um, you know, like the last one that was on uh the panel with Wallace Chapman, now he opened up with, Oh, yay, Clever on the Vegan side here. Oh, here you have workshops on uh how not to be a smug vegan. And uh, oh, now I could, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I could have got upset and, and annoyed with that, but um. I didn't. I said, "Yeah, sure. We run them all the time. In fact, we've got one this weekend. Do you want to come along?" (laughs) Just bringing, injecting humor into it really helps to um, break down those walls, you know. Because especially if, as you got, you've got this real like, like a Damien O'Connor, real like, "Oh, I'm meat and dairy. That's the thing. Well, nothing else is going to come near." It's like, well, there's no point in me getting upset. And angry with him because he's not on my side. You know, I've I've got to convince him as to why he should be on my side. And it's like, well, okay, so come back with the fact. Well, we take so much land, we take so much water, there's so much pollution. Um, We're already one of the highest per capita for our methane and and CO2. And why is that? Oh, it's all down to animal agriculture or at least 49 percent is in this country. That's using the government's own statistics great thing to do use the government's own statistics against them and uh <laughs> love it and it's like well you know if if a vegan diet can reduce those carbon emissions by 73 percent then clearly you know all of that 49 percent could just go you know stop tinkering around the edges with these gm cows and getting grass that's not going to make them burp so much methane and all this rubbish. Yeah. But quite frankly it's going to make almost no difference and certainly you know okay times that by 75 billion land animals uh you still got to supply the land and the water for that you know and bottom line it cannot be done it yeah. is continually not to be done so you know um to just access your calm space yeah mm. yeah it's, it's a practice thing. Practice. If you know you're going to be an uh, in, interview, have a chat with a friend first. Say, "Hey, I want you to be the ask me super awkward questions." And even if they're not the questions that are actually asked of you, you'll have had that practice of how to, you know, yeah. deal with a person that's coming coming at you from that angle
1: that's a great idea i mean you know we we've uh, we've even put the, the challenge out there before to uh, to seven sharp to uh hillary barry who was renowned for you know uh speaking out about her opinion of, of vegans and you know we're kind of like come on interview us we're not angry vegans you know come and come and see what it's all about and uh see if we can change your opinion but um it's great to know i mean i think it was sean plunkett that interviewed jessica strathie our wonderful uh you know mothers against dairy activist um and you know he in he was he was basically mocking the fact when she suggested that you know a calf was a baby and he's like mm. it's not a baby and I would have just lost the plot you know mm. um so yeah I get I need some training in that I'm great at being positive but you know when it comes back at me I definitely need some training so thank you very much for those tips I'm sure they'll be really uh, yeah. helpful to a lot of us out there
0: yeah and I can testify as well with humor is definitely a very good way to connect with people if you're able to take Uh, the the mickey out of yourself then you know it opens an open platform like um, someone we used to work with they used to mow the lawns and they turn up you know and I say oh you brought me my meals on wheels did you and you know it'd get us talking about food and get us talking about something different
2: yeah exactly. and you never know how much that little snippet of a conversation will have planted a seed you know how much you know, and and keep keep up with those little conversations because eventually that seed is going to grow, mm. you know. And once it becomes a tree, and once it's producing apples, they're eating them and they're going, oh wow, these are really good.
1: <laughs> as well as experienced activists, um, you know, watching this series, we've got a lot of uh, new and um, you know potential wannabe vegans also watching. So um, when we went vegan three years ago, I went vegan first, and Gareth, who said he would never go vegan, um, did. he he followed me and went vegan five five days later so you know we had each other um, we we learned stuff together we yeah sort of branched out and and got educated together and and saw what was out there but not everybody is so fortunate in having a supportive um, network around them you know families friends or whatever so how can new or lonely or isolated vegans go about you know changing that and and surrounding themselves with like-minded people
2: Mm, I mean that's a brilliant question I mean I remember when I when I first and, and and maybe that was part of why I went back to eating dairy back in the 80s because there just was no other vegans around there literally wasn't you know and although I started making my own meals at that point because you know my mum was still cooking animals <laughs> I wasn't going to go back to eating that and the first thing she said was like oh I'm not cooking you two dinner I'm not cooking two dinners and I was like no that's fine I'll make my own and um and it's hard, it is hard, but these days you've got Facebook. these days um, you've got great ways of communicating, we've got lots of different um, groups out there, um, there's loads of different videos you can watch, you can you can find other vegans um, on the internet basically, and have those conversations that you need to have with those with those vegans. you know I mean there's um, actually the uh, challenge 22 site's quite good because they have this little Facebook. Uh, group for these new vegans turning up so even if you are actually already vegan it's actually quite worth potentially if you if you're feeling that isolated to go into one of these challenges sign up to challenge 22 and you get put in a group with a whole bunch of other new and young vegans that just maybe not sure what we're doing don't know and um, and you're all in there together so you're all learning together you know so it's quite a nice um, safe community in which to express Um, your your doubts, your fears, your worries, your concerns, whatever. There's a whole bunch of mentors that will uh, jump in and help you. Um, so, yeah, things like that are definitely um, really worthwhile. And we're getting Challenge 22 set up in New Zealand as well as as part of um, our vegan uh, 21 day easy vegan challenge that the Vegan Society runs. So we're just we're just making that connection with uh, Challenge 22 at the moment and uh, bringing that up to speed um, for us here in New Zealand, which would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, that, just find those connections because it is so vital. You know, because when you are on your own, and particularly if you're, you know, stuck in, stuck in rural New Zealand, um, surrounded by dairy farms, it's going to be hard. It's going to feel like, oh, everyone's against me or, or whatever. And you're just like surrounded by the problem and it all feels too big and it's all overwhelming. It's like, oh, you know, so find help, get help. It's out there. Look for it. Find it. You know, there's lots of ways of um, of meeting other other vegans that feel the same way that you do. So, go out there and look for them.
0: Well, thank you. That's Absolutely. that's brilliant advice. That so, um, can you suggest a diplomatic approach that people can take uh, when going to local communities and trying to get different vegan options? You know, whether it's just a local store, or an event, or an eatery. You know, just help them to bring those options around.
2: Absolutely. I mean, mean, this is what I have to do in Karamea, you know, this is the West coast. It's like you can't get much more into hunting and fishing Mm -hmm. right here on the West coast. You know, everyone comes up and they're in for the white bait season and all the rest of it. And there's the helicopters going off, taking deer hunters off into the forest and all of that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, our our local, um, we've got three places that you can eat in the district and in, in the little area um there's the cafe um that pretty much doesn't really do any vegan options um i have asked <laughs> i've asked please do something vegan i'm so sick of your sandwich toasted sandwich <laughs> and the thing is he um you know the guy that runs it he's uh Often asked to do catering for events and things, and he'll turn out these incredible spreads. And you know, so many times I go to them, and there's like nothing literally nothing there I can eat apart from hummus and carrot sticks. And I'm like, mm. Yep, yeah, you is can get
1: that can- at home anytime you want. <laughs>
2: And it's like, yeah, this is why people think vegan food is boring because they go to something like this and they see all this incredible scones and muffins and pastries and blah, 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 all full of meat and dairy. And then, oh, what's the vegan got? Oh, carrot sticks and hummus. Mm, it's a bit boring. I don't want to eat that. Yeah, I don't want to eat that either, actually, quite frankly. I'm over it. I'm over carrots and hummus at every, every public event I go to. <laughs> but uh, if you ask him if you directly ask him please supply some plant-based food incredible amazing stuff the last one that I went to and we'd said hey supply some vegan food and it was it was there it was beautiful it was colorful it all went first um <laughs> partly because all the vegans that were there were like oh my god there's actually vegan food we can eat <laughs> <laughs> but also the ones who weren't were like oh that looks interesting that looks colorful that looks interesting i want to try that you know and the fact is if you offer people those options they will elect to take them i mean it was the same when i was um working in uh in auckland as a as a medical receptionist and practice manager when i go to these um district health boards um meetings that they'd hold every month and they'd have all this massive amount of food and i'd say oh can you please make sure there's some something for me please and then if i turned up late it would be gone mm. it's like I'm, I'm not even there yet who's eating all my food <laughs> it's like there's all this other stuff that you can all eat and the one thing that i can eat is no longer there so you know it's it just shows that there's more vegans and more interest in vegan food than a lot of meat eaters would otherwise think. And it's like, well, provide them the food and they will eat it, whether they're vegan or not, actually. Because for a lot of people they haven't experienced good vegan food, so then, they, you know, they've looked at the carrots and the hummus sticks and gone... <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, i couldn't agree more It reminds us of uh our lunch experience yesterday we were in yeah. napier and we very very rarely um eat out anywhere but we're like no no we you know we're gonna we're gonna go have a lunch and, and see what's out here um, and we we found that the place that we normally go that does all the, the falafel salad and the lovely things, you know, that was closed. Um, and we thought, oh, where you know, where do we go? And we went and looked at all the menus, and you can smell the meat cooking in a lot of them. We were like, oh, I don't want to sit there. Um, hot chips, hot chips. And then we went to one place we thought, oh, it was just a little place it's called what, Village Kitchen or something in yeah. Napier. Um, and we said, oh, look, they've got vegan steak. And it was like, we could have gone across the road and got hot chips from anywhere. But we're like, no, they're actually doing a vegan meal. Um, It sounds pretty good. And so, yeah, it's going to cost us more, but, you know, we, we will support them. And so we went and had this fantastic meal, didn't we? It was really good. Yeah. And we said, thank you so much for this. You know, we really made a fuss of them and said, thank you so much for, for providing this. And they said it was actually their biggest seller, even with non-vegans as well. So... um it is fantastic you know and so that's that's totally you're definitely in favor of that as well of of supporting you know places that aren't vegan as long as they offer vegan options
2: we're in transition at this point we don't have that vegan world Mm. you know so how do we get there well you've got to you've got to encourage the people that are providing vegan options whether they're vegan themselves or not i mean the whole burger king thing you know with the um the Beyond Burger or whatever it was that they've got mm. was the impossible one. Well, I don't know. I can't even remember which one it is, quite frankly. But, um, you know, the fact that they are even, even well, okay, they cook it on the same mm. thing as they do with the other burgers. So it's not officially vegan, but there's nothing non-vegan in the burger itself. You know, in the burger patty, it's, it's, it's fully plant-based. Um, so, and I think that's great. I mean, not that I would ever eat there, but if I was stuck... If I had no other place to go, it's good to know that those kind of places will provide me with something. Whereas, whereas currently, they don't. I mean, McDonald's in this country—I mean, again, I'd never go there. But you know, and the thing is, it's not—it's not necessarily to provide food for vegans. It is to make those flexitarians more able to choose plant-based more often. Mm-hmm. You know, as it comes back to what I said—that every vegan, every vegan meal is eaten is an animal saved you know, because because you can't have like half an animal, (laughs) even if you don't put the whole cow in one burger, it's, you know, a whole cow had to die to provide that one burger, so it's like everything, everything counts, every little counts, you know, and and I I consider a lot of my vegan activism just to be cooking plant-based meals for people that wouldn't otherwise eat them, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, that's, that's got to be a good start, you know,
1: yeah, couldn't agree more. Definitely, as uh, what Dr. Klepper was saying to us, wasn't he? When we said, you know, how can we sort of reach out to people? And he he said, yeah, like Gareth said, through food, but leading by example. You know, not everybody will be bulldozed and food shamed and guilted. You know, it's just leading by example and yeah, offering really good food. Um, and so yeah,
2: it's it's not all yeah lettuce leaves and tomatoes. <laughs> That's right. And have those conversations with the cafe owner. You know, I mean, I I I try. I try with this guy I'm gonna keep on there <laughs> <laughs> I have them you know and with the shops as well like the foursquare when I first came here didn't have that much in the way of vegan options go in there I go in there and I talk to them and I say hey um could you get some tofu in or hey you know you've got those sausages can you get the ones that don't have cheese in because I like those sausages but the ones that you've got in actually have cheese in so I can't have those and now they've got a bigger range of of the bean supreme sausages um and so it, you know if, if you don't ask they don't know that the um the, the need is there you know so you do you have to you have to go have to be brave and go and speak to an actual person and say please can i have some vegan food here
0: <laughs> yeah. so it's definitely better to do it in person if possible then as opposed to writing an email or sending a letter
2: emails are so easily dismissed or look, looked over or read and forgotten or whatever or whatever so an actual physical presence definitely makes a, a big difference and um okay it's one one thing for me in my my little tiny village with the one shop <laughs> and the one cafe and the two pubs um and and a completely different thing from somebody living in one of the cities where there's like you know a billion different options that people can choose from at any one time um but still make that effort go in ask to speak to the manager of the store i mean yes go ahead and email if you want but you will make much more of an impact if you actually go in there ask to speak to the manager talk to them personally and uh, and then also they can see you're not a crazy person as well and you can say hey look, i do my shopping here every week i want to come and i want to buy this that, and the other and i can't because you don't sell it i have to go to this other shop where they do sell that and I would much rather come to your shop. Yeah. You know, so you gotta you gotta make it so that it's appealing to them. Oh, we're losing custom because we don't sell that. Oh, right, well then we'll get it in. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> That's brilliant advice. Um, so there's one more sort of question we wanted to ask you about, and that was um, what's the best way for people to keep up with the vegan news and if there's any sites you can, can suggest? Because even for us, we saw something come up on Live Kindly. Uh, one that we normally follow about uh, getting more plant-based foods into high schools out here in new zealand and we had no idea about it everyone around
1: the world was like oh look what new zealand's doing and all the new zealanders were like what is that for real i didn't know about that (laughs) yeah
2: so
0: is there any way you use in particular you know to keep up to date with the vegan news
2: um yeah i mean i myself do uh go check the live kindly site and the plant-based news site veg news veg economist uh, Vegan Society website. We try and keep up to date with all those kind of things. Um, and and you're right. It's it's amazing how much more news there is in international media about the things that vegans are doing in New Zealand than there is in our own media here. Mm. Uh, and I know this because I try and send them <laughs> media releases about what we're doing, and they go, "We're not interested. Mm. That doesn't follow our meat and dairy." Um, narrative so um no one wants to hear about that well actually media you're wrong people do want to hear about it and they're they're desperate to hear about it now so um i mean i i'm now actually starting to make i've I won't say I've given up with uh, New Zealand media, but I am actually now uh, making a list of international media, and I'm going to start sending our media releases internationally as well because it seems that they're taken up much more keenly over there than they are in our own country, which is uh, not a lot of sad. but you do? Go. You've got to go with what works, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
1: I mean, we've got you know we're known as, as the the world capital of, of animal agriculture and the truth is there are uh, hundreds thousands of us you know of, of activists here in New Zealand that are like no it's not we're doing everything that we can to change that you know and the demand for vegan uh, options is growing all the time so you know we're really looking forward to bringing some of our uh, um you know, really well-known and respected uh, activists as well to the series, and so uh, it's it's great. And I think you know whether people live in New Zealand or not, um, if they go to the Vegan Society website and read that that uh, green protein report um it's absolutely mind-blowing and all of the questions that we get asked as vegans you know when we try and have conversations with with farmers or, or um rural people that sort of say oh well what are we supposed to plant here and what are we supposed to do instead of this and you know those answers are there and, and it's actually mind-blowing our statistics and our health statistics as well uh, we know they're bad but you know everything in that in that green protein report is just put right there just so plain English you know it it really is I think everybody should read it um New Zealanders Mm -hmm. particularly but but everyone outside of New Zealand as well so they can see what it's like here so um you know as we know the uh the Vegan Society website is a complete Aladdin's K (laughs) there is so much brilliant content on it you guys will do a a fantastic job you know there is everything you could possibly want really there's there's recipes there's articles um resources there's there's everything that you know both long time and, and new vegans can really ask for so uh it's growing all the time um thanks to you guys where can um where can people follow you and how can they support the work that you guys are doing?
2: Um, absolutely. Well, they can go to our um, Vegan Society website, obviously, which is vegansociety.org.nz. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have Instagram accounts. We also have Twitter. Um, so yeah, go, any and all of those social media um, opportunities are there. Um, definitely, please join us. It's not that cost. It doesn't cost that much. You know, it's like fifty dollars, fifty dollars a year, and um, you know the the more resources that we have the more resources we can put into sending out those adverts i don't know if you've seen the um adverts in the papers that we do with fight fight climate change with diet change
1: yeah i have seen yeah.
2: them yeah yeah so the, you know the more stuff like that that we can do the better you know and you know there's vegan billboards and this that and the other and there's just you know help us out join us (laughs) like the facebook page join us on twitter get share share the posts share the posts that we put out just you know get the information out there to as many people as you can and um yeah just just keep on being your bright and beautiful positive selves that's the other one as well
0: well thank you so much for being part of this and thank you for all your wonderful information in this i hope um people from all around the world can relate to this. You know, I know we talk talk a lot about New Zealand, but as Jackie has mentioned before, like the, the green protein report, hopefully people can take that and apply it to where they are as well. And you've just been such a wonderful guest.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. It's been lovely chatting to you guys as well.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview. We hope you found it informative and entertaining. To learn more about Claire's work, check out vegansociety.org.nz. Once again, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms for future episodes. This has been Vegan FTA, vegan for the animals.